Amen. Uh, wherever you are, you can take your seats. I can't hear you at all of our other churches, but if you've just walked into church this morning or just, uh, after, uh, just after the service started and you're wondering uh, why are we watching something on the screen and singing to some musicians and who's this guy on your screen, my name's Luke. I'm from the Billabong uh, in Canning Vale and we are linked by live stream across 10, uh, nine or ten venues this morning with another three or four who are participating in the same service um, via a pre-recorded means. And uh, it's a real privilege to be together with all of you this morning uh, across our region. I'm just going to uh, read those churches who were involved this morning. Of course, the Billabong are here. We have Kerry. Now, I trust, although I can't see and hear you, I trusted on that end there'll be a big cheer. Uh, we have Kerry Baptist Church in Harrisdale. Kerry Baptist in Forestdale. We have Southern River Church of Christ, uh, the Billabong, yeah. Eternal Life Ministries, Southern Districts Alliance Church, New Hope Church in Gosnells, Deo Gloria Community Church, Chosen Church out in Armadale, Thornley Community Church uh, out in Thornley. And so these are our churches on the live stream, as well as Thornley Church of Christ, St Andrews, Thornley Anglican, St Luke's, Maddington Anglican. And uh, all of these together uh, this morning in worship, uh, what a privilege it is to be able to join, even though we can't see one another, we'll get a little glimpse of that later on. Uh, but such a privilege uh, for me to be able to host this time, for us at the Billabong to be able to host this time. And we are going to share in a time of communion this morning across all our churches. Uh, hopefully you have your elements, but if not, those will be distributed uh, at, at this point in time. And we thought that on a day like this, it would be a great thing to get some of the pastors of our local churches together and to have them lead the communion together. Because even though sometimes this meal has divided us across dish, uh, tr Christian traditions, um, it's really something that brings us together. And so I'm now going to hand over uh, to the pastors from the Canning Vale uh, region or the Canning Vale Pastors Prayer Group. That's not everyone who's involved today, but this is one, uh, the group that this initiative was born out of. And so I'm going to pass over to them now to lead our time of communion together. It is a great opportunity to come together to celebrate communion and on behalf of our pastor's prayer group it is such a joy to have a combined service and celebrate communion together. Communion is one of the uh, parts of the church worship time that has separated churches for a mighty long period and um, the theologies that get pushed around. Today we're joining in unity in our Lord to show that we are brothers and sisters in Christ and we share this common bread and wine together. So it's a real joy to meet in that way, to celebrate our faith in Christ. So if you haven't already received your communion elements, uh, someone will hopefully be coming around to you now. Uh, you can use this opportunity to just pop your hand up if you have any specific requirements like gluten-free uh, or any other requirements that your, your community has available for you. Um, and if you're watching from home, uh, you can use this time to get your own uh, bread and juice uh, at this time. Uh, and then just hold on to those items until we all uh, drink and eat together. One thing that I'm often excited and challenged by as we take the Lord's Supper together is the tradition that we stand in. For 2,000 years, people who follow Jesus have been doing as he uh, 
instructed us that we take this simple meal and we take it in remembrance of him, of his life amongst us, of his modelling the best way to live, of his modelling humility and sacrificial service ultimately to his death on the cross where we know he pays for our sins and makes it possible for us to be in relationship with God. I love that as God's people who are meeting in this area, we stand in that tradition and often we recognise that. But today we get to do more than recognise that there are others who follow Jesus in other places. Today we can gather together uh, in our buildings, at our sites, but also um, using this technology and we can gather with others who are brothers and sisters in Christ, co-heirs with Jesus, ones who call God the Father, Father because of the work of the Son. And so we celebrate together Jesus' death and resurrection as we take the Lord's Supper together. I come as uh, to lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving. Let's pray. Father, your word declares that when we share in the blood of Christ, we are blessing each other. That when we break the bread, we share in the body of Christ. Mm. Father, thank you for this opportunity for us to share together in the body of Christ. We bless you and thank you for this, this uh, opportunity you have given us. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 1 Corinthians 11, 23-26 says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's just pray together one more time a prayer of confession. Father God, you are a holy God, but you're also a loving and forgiving Father. And so, Lord, we confess our sins to you now, those that we know of and those that we don't know of, knowing, Lord, that you uh, forgive freely. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're so conscious uh, at a moment like this of the power of the blood to forgive sin and to, to really invite the Holy Spirit to rest upon us at a time, at this time. And so let's just, wherever we are, ask the Holy Spirit, uh, invite the Holy Spirit, Amen. encounter the Spirit yeah. in our different places. Let's encounter the Spirit as we ask him to come and rest on us today. Yeah. Yes. So friends, let's pray that most ancient prayer of the church. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We invite you, Holy Spirit, into this time of unity, of eating and drinking together as your body, the body of Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. So friends, the body of Christ was broken for you.
and the blood of Christ was poured out for you. May his body broken for us unite us this morning as his body, the body of Christ on the earth. So wherever you are, you may now take a moment to eat and drink. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for feeding us in this way, for nourishing our hearts. And as we continue in this time together this morning, we ask that you would be glorified above all. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. Hey, um, I know at our church, our kids and youth are going out to their programs. That might be happening in a few other churches. So I'm just going to give a second for that to happen uh, before we get into the word for today. So once again, there may have been a few who uh, uh, have, have just jumped online and are watching online, whether it be at one of the church participating churches' live streams or whether it be uh, at the, the central site or maybe you've walked into church. It's such a privilege to be joined together um, right now, live stream with uh, 10 uh, different churches and we'll see a little glimpse of that worshipping together later on, we hope. Um, uh, but it's my privilege now just to share a few thoughts for the next 20 minutes um, on uh, the body of Christ. And so I want to read this morning uh, from uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, uh, verses 12 to 14, and then 26 to 27. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And then from verses 26 and 27, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So it's, it's really appropriate on a day like today to speak, of course, on the theme of Christian unity uh, as the church in our region gathers together. Uh, but I don't want to give a talk on unity just for the sake of a talk on unity on a day like today. I want to challenge us a little and hopefully encourage us across uh, our churches this morning as I talk about how we treat our body, how we treat our body. I was at Chosen Church a couple of weeks ago and Pastor Aaron spoke on losing weight, so I thought this would be a good follow-up. How we treat our body. Well, the Bible uses this, this metaphor, of course, of, of a body for uh, the church, for the, the, the Christian family. And just like how we treat our own bodies matters, how we treat the body of Christ matters. With regards to our own bodies, uh, most of us will try to eat healthy. Uh, if our bodies are sick, we'll, we'll seek out the right medicine yeah, to try and get well again. Uh, we, you might exercise. Hopefully, most of you wash regularly. Uh, maybe you moisturize or you put on makeup or shave or whatever. Uh, that's all important, but even more, most important in those things is looking after our internal health. 
which then also leads to our external appearance. So we look after our bodies, we treat them well for internal health and external appearance. It's no different in the body of Christ. How we treat the body affects the health of this body, the body of Christ internally, and it then affects the external appearance, how others see it and how they perceive it. I think there's a couple of things that we can think about that are important to this, looking after our internal and external health and appearance. One is how some parts help the others, and the other is what we say about the other parts. So those two things are what I want to talk about today, how we help and care for the other parts, and then what we say about the other parts of the body in the body of Christ. The, uh, the basic message of Paul's words in, in 1 Corinthians 12 is that we are to recognise the value of each part, right? That we recognise the value of each and every part of the body, however important or unimportant they may seem. And the need for each other to strengthen and to assist and to care for and to build up, at times, the other parts. Uh, this is true at a local level. So you are, if you're watching this morning, you're all part of a local congregation, a local church. You're one part of a body of believers. Um, and that means something really significant, that you're, you and I, we're not just consumers. In fact, we're not really at all consumers when it comes to church or attending a small group or a home church. We are contributors. Not consumers, but contributors. And so when you decide to, to sleep in or to go to brunch or catch up on work, which, of course, none of you have done this morning, uh, maybe you're taking the kids to sport on Sunday morning or it's just a great chance for a sleep in, you, yes, you're missing out on fellowship and a chance to connect with God. But more importantly, it's others who miss out because we're all part of the body to contribute as one part important to the rest. Now, maybe you haven't found your place um, or you don't feel like you've found your place yet or you feel like, well, Luke, in, in the church, in the local church, I only make coffee or I, I, all I do is set up chairs and anyone could do that. But that's not really what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, we all can, can rock up and we can serve and still not really grasp what it is to really contribute to the body of Christ, as one part caring for the others. I want to challenge us, maybe even make us a little uncomfortable this morning, and ask, you know, are you looking for opportunities to care for the other parts who are struggling every time you gather in some way or some form, Sunday morning, a small group? Are you looking for opportunities to pray for people? Or just going, well, I think I'll just chat to my friends about how busy work is this morning? Are you looking for new people, uh, people who might be, have been around for a while but always just seem to slip out of the back door right as the service finishes? Or are you hanging out with your buddies? Now, I, I get it often on, on Sunday mornings. We, um, we just want to relax at church. We want to enjoy. Maybe we're the ones who need praying for. Anyone ever feel like that? I, I, I'm the one who's, who's drained at the moment. I need ministry. And yes, your, your pastor, your elders or leaders or those who have a calling and a desire to encourage and to strengthen you, to care for you, they have that calling and, and, and that ministry. But this thing called the body of Christ is really a team effort, isn't it? 
It's not just one part and other consumers. It's we're all contributors. It's a team effort. I want to let you in on a little secret this morning for everyone watching across our, all of our different churches. A little, little secret. Your pastor, after he or she preaches on a Sunday morning, I'm wondering if you know what they feel like. Now, it might depend on how many grumpy emails or depressing financial reports or urgent pastoral care meetings or nights away from their family or hours to work a second job to help pay the bills or sleepless nights worrying about a brewing conflict or prayer meetings or Bible college assignments or service prep responsibilities or seminars to help them be a better pastor or parenting or grandparenting responsibilities or time with God they've had that week. might depend on a lot of those things. But even if it's been a breezy, chilled-out week in the office... Most of your pastors still feel like they've just emptied their heart and soul when they say amen at the end of the sermon. Not me, of course, or everyone else. And most worship leaders feel the same. And so when it comes time for fellowship after a Sunday morning service, I wonder who's looking out and and praying for or, or, or going to care for, bless those who have poured out their heart that morning or your Bible study leader, whoever it might be. Now I get it, some of you are, are, are far more, are more tired and stressed and overworked than, than I am or than your pastor is at the other churches on a Sunday. So, so make yourself available to be ministered to by others. It's not just about caring, but also being willing to be cared for. But maybe whatever little bit of encouragement that you got from the sermon or, or, or the worship or the prayers the liturgy that morning, maybe you can take that and look to bless someone else. Be a contributor. Let's be contributors. One part of the body, blessing others in the local setting, others who might need a little bit of care that day. I've uh, just come back from uh, four weeks of of leave, um, and uh, I'm grateful to have been able to have that time off just to refresh and rejuvenate. Uh, But while I was on leave, I thought I'd do a little experiment and so some of you at uh, the, uh, the other churches this morning on the live stream may have seen uh, me recently because over the last four Sundays, I, I visited six of the churches who are participating, some two on one day. Um, and so uh, one of the reasons I did that was just to observe, right, just to observe the fellowship afterwards, the, the hospitality, what was happening after the service, to eavesdrop a little, if I'm honest, and, and go, what are people talking about? Are people praying for each other? So what I've done for those six churches that I visited is I've ranked you all from number one to... S- no. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to share that. To be honest, you know what? I, I, was, I was really encouraged. Really encouraged. It's true that the body of Christ really is a beautiful thing. And it's, it's amazing to see the, the diversity and, and the ways, the expressions of the body of Christ. I heard someone just yesterday put it, the, 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 se- the different seasonings on the meat of the gospel. At the same time, we still have lots of room for improvement. We still have lots of ways we could grow to look out for those people who are slipping out just as the service ends. To observe who's hurting, how we can care for each other. Friends, what if, what if the way we cared for each other 
really made the church of Jesus Christ the most attractive and intriguing and enticing group of people to be around. Remember, we look after our bodies to have good internal health in particular, but that actually results, if we're healthy on the inside, that results in an external attractiveness. Uh, not a superficial attractiveness that comes from just makeup and nice clothes, but, but a, real, a real vibrancy, a glow, if you like. Maybe in focusing so much on making the church look attractive, like we do with our bodies with makeup and nice clothes and, and all of that. Maybe we've, we've, we've focused on the external attractiveness with, with the services and the programs and the events and things that we do and we've, we've neglected just a little bit the inside, taking care within of the body that actually then that results in an attractiveness and a beauty on the outside. And I don't just mean, you know, on Sundays, that's where we're trying to, 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 to look good. And that's, where we sh- and that's where we should look good if we're healthy on the inside. But if the church is fully alive and healthy, then people are going to notice Monday to Sunday as we, the church, are with our neighbours and our friends and our family. Uh, some of you will know of McCrindle. They're a research organisation who do really great work on how things are going in Christianity, uh, in particular in Australia. And McCrindle have found that whilst Australians are now often quite sceptical about Christianity and about, like, as a brand and, and as the church, as an institution, even though that's the case, and there's a variety of reasons for that, that the average Australian is actually very open to engaging with a Christian friend about faith. Closed and sceptical about the church and Christianity in general, but very open to a Christian that they know. And this is good news. The church is us. We are the body of Christ and we've got to be those people that represent a body that is so healthy on the inside and vibrant that others are attracted on the outside. That leads me to my second and, and I guess final point for today. That how we treat the body is about how we build up and encourage, how we care for each other as the different parts. But I think it's also about how we speak about the other parts. Uh, you know, hopefully it goes without saying that if gossip and, and talking behind others' backs happens in our churches, then that is something we need to continually cut out and stop. I know I've been guilty of this because people are people sometimes and I'll find myself whinging to somebody else about somebody else. Um, and it doesn't help one bit. It's something we need to stop. We're going to have a scripture come up. James chapter 3, verses 9 to 10, which says, With the tongue... We praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. And so at a local congregational level, hopefully that's a given. If you find yourself whinging or gossiping uh, you know, about others, instead make the effort to talk directly to that person or, or say nothing. If someone's whinging or gossiping about someone else, gently pull them up. But let me talk for a second about something else, about how we talk about other churches and other Christians or Christians from other churches. 
You know, I have the privilege, the immense privilege of connecting with pastors from all over WA, those who lead or facilitate the the regional or or geographical pastors' prayer groups, such as those in Canningvale that I'm part of, um, Gosnells and Armidale, led by um, Mark from New Hope and and Aaron from... um, uh, from Chosen Church, who we're so glad you guys are on board uh, this year with, with worship together. Um, and in that space, the people, the way people talk about other churches is simply beautiful. Uh, everyone honours the differences and the unique contributions that various denominations and different flavours of the church bring to the body of Christ. Most of us uh, in that space are actually a touch critical of our own denomination uh, or our own church because as pastors we see all of the flaws in all of their glory and we're honest about that. But there's such a humble spirit at this willingness to challenge if there's a need but always honouring and always speaking highly and well of each other and it's a beautiful thing. But sadly this hasn't always been, in my experience, the case. This hasn't been the case across the board in the local church in general and and often with pastors as well. Sometimes, I'd even say often, uh, the way it seems Christians speak about other churches who are different to them, it's not all that great. Now maybe it's only a small percentage of people in the scheme of things, but I reckon that we're only as good as our lowest common denominator in that sense. Because the power of the tongue, the power of the tongue is such that one jab or one criticism, or unfair judgment, or to be honest, even a fair judgment spoken in a way that tears down, that can override and undermine all of the positive work of unity in the body of Christ. This this message I'm sharing this morning was actually born in my heart a few months ago when I I was thinking about a Christian that I know who regularly speaks about other Christians in a way that belittles and it undermines and it paints a picture of them that just isn't really true to his or her friends. And this saddens me, but I felt the Lord also challenging me as I was thinking about this and being saddened by this. I felt the Lord challenging me saying, but you do this too, Luke, sometimes. You're guilty of this sometimes. Even if I think it's a fair assessment that I'm giving, a critique, I'll I'll too easily criticise and then I'll share that with others about the way this church acts or operates. And I felt like God brought to mind a picture of what this actually does to the body of Christ. When we speak critically about... Can I have a volunteer for a second? Uh, uh, That would be great. Um, Anyone? (laughs) Just need, need, need someone to hold this. Thanks, Lisa. When we speak critically about other churches or denominations or traditions uh, in public to others, we think we're sort of branding them. We think we're kind of putting a bit of a black mark. Thanks, Lisa. Um, We think we're sort of going, you know, let's just say this picture represents a a style or or a tradition of the Christian uh, church that we, we have some thoughts about that are a bit critical. We think we're branding them, putting a black mark against, you know, against them. Thanks, Lisa. Appreciate that kind of painting them in a way so that others say, yeah, there's something wrong. They really need to fix that thing. But actually, what's happening when we say, well, that church, it needs to change this, or that church, we're not branding so much them. 
What's actually happening when we say, oh, those charismatic churches, so glad we're not into all that stuff. What we're doing is not branding them, but us. Because we're the body of Christ. Those Catholics, how could they really believe someone? Those churches with a big dark room and high tech. Those mega churches, their back door is as big as their front door. And we, we brand actually ourselves. We're not branding and, and marking and putting a black mark, mark against them and their name and their image. Because them, quote unquote, is us. Now you tell me, what does this say to the unchurched and the dechurched and the new Christians and the, the hurt Christians and the people who've lost their faith or, or drifted from God and from church? People who are open and exploring whether they realise that they are or not. What does this say? Everyone, friends, is looking for God. And God is fully revealed in Jesus. And we, we are his body. Is this what we want them to find? Is this what we want them to find? It takes a conscious effort not to talk about streams of the Christian faith that are different to yours and to mine in a way that judges or criticises. And it starts with the way that we think. It starts with what's going on in here and what's going on in here. Uh, Jesus said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm going to, to uh, read a list of, of, I guess, descriptive words of different streams or, or parts of the church, the body of Christ. And when I say these words, I just want you to close your eyes for the next minute and think about you know, what comes to mind for you as I read these words. So just close your eyes. Hillsong. Catholic. House churches. Mega churches. Pentecostal. Baptist, Holy Spirit Temple of Praise, Riverview, Kingdom City, non-denominational. You can open your eyes. You know, when you heard some of those words, I'm, I'm guessing that the reaction would have been positive. You know, that it, you would have gone, oh yeah, I, I've, I've had a positive experience of that stream or tradition. For some, it would have been neutral. You don't really know that much about them. And then for one or two, maybe it was just a little hint of negativity or criticism or cynicism, or maybe more than a hint. The thing is that for the person sitting next to you, and certainly for the person sitting in one of our other 10 churches this morning uh, that you can't see right now, their reactions will have been quite the opposite of what yours was. Positive where you were critical and critical where you were positive. And yet all of these are the body, all with their flaws and all with their contributions. And so my, my question this morning, friends, is will we let this happen? This marking of ourselves in a way that what is presented to the world is not really that pretty. 
I guarantee you, if you look, if you really look, God will change your mind and your heart about whatever churches or streams or traditions you're more likely to criticize or assume are too flawed or too wrong or too unable to be used by God. You know, I've never attended Hillsong Church, but I know people involved at some of the highest levels and they are a blessing. The church has been blessed and enriched and it's enriched my life. I'm not a Catholic, but there's a group of charismatic Catholic Christians who meet at our venue. And I'm telling you, they are the best. They are the most loving, spirit-filled, fruit-of-the-spirit-producing people I know. And sometimes they make me want to become a Catholic. I have never been part of a, quote, mega church, but when you really start to look into what a church like Riverview has done for the church in Perth over the years, you thank God for so-called mega churches. I'm not a Baptist or a Pentecostal, officially at least, or part of a home church or a church with a big stage and lights, but all of those traditions have in some ways enriched my life and whether we know it or not, Billabong, enriched our life too. Myself and the Billabong, we didn't even really fit in our own denominations sometimes. We don't know what we are, is sometimes the way I feel. But I couldn't care less. You know why? Because we are the body of Christ. And friends, you are the body of Christ at all of our churches this morning. And how we treat our body deeply matters. Because the gospel and how we present it is at stake. By this shall they know you are my disciples. It's been a real privilege uh, to share with you today, church across our region. May God strengthen our unity and increase our witness for the sake of his kingdom and for the sake of his name. Let's pray. Father, I just want to ask your blessing across all of our churches this morning. Everyone in this region, or the body of Christ across this region, may you continue to grow us in unity that we may be good witnesses to the good news of Jesus in this time and in this place. Amen.